The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Hey, hey, it's Friday night. Welcome once again to Disability Law Show. Before you uh, head out for the evening, you got to listen for the next 30 minutes. It's going to be a lot to learn as far as the disability law world is concerned. Maybe for yourself or a friend or a colleague at work, maybe a family member, someone you know is going through this and they need help and they need education for sure. Savannah Tamarkin here as always. Samfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country is on board as is albert klein here to answer questions as well you want to reach out to these guys anytime they got a great team uh, ready to help you across the country anywhere outside of quebec and that is one 855 and help at disabilityrights.ca guys the topic for uh, this evening is going to be the difference between a denial of ltd and a cutoff of benefits and what you should do next that's on the way shortly but i think albert you were going to start off with a uh, with a quick week that was something you've been uh, you've been seeing and working on pal what do you got absolutely thank you john so I just was retained by a client who unfortunately was uh, had their benefit payments terminated by their insurance company, and they've suffered from a number of very significant in- issues and injuries. They have a stroke. They're suffering from very severe depression as a result of the stroke. Uh, there's some paralysis in the face. And then on top of that, there's very, very, very severe degenerative disc disease, which limits their ability to sit, stand. They can probably only sit or stand for 10 minutes at a time before having to take a break or lie down. And so it's very surprising, although at the same time not surprising given the conduct that we typically see from insurance companies, but it's very surprising that they would terminate this person's benefits. It's so unequivocally clear based on everything, well, even the conditions that they have, let alone the things that their doctors are saying that they should have been approved. What is not uncommon, and I saw in this person's case, is the insurance company will deny someone's benefits, but subsequent to denying a very legitimate claim or terminating a very legitimate claim, they will also do whatever they can under their power to try and get money back for any any amounts that they've already paid. So my client was paid for two years, and now after cutting them off, They're now asking for uh, income statements or any other money that my client may have received over that period of time. And so it just so just so happened that my client actually did receive some CBP disability payments, which overlapped with the benefit payments that the insurance company was paying my client. And so subsequent to cutting them off, they sent my client a letter saying, you have you now have to pay us about fifteen thousand dollars. Of course, this was quite alarming to my client very scared and so they gave us a call we signed we, we got retained last week immediately i contacted the insurance company and i said look we're obviously in disagreement as to whether or not my client continues to meet the test for disability whether my client can work in a different job or not but while we're litigating this while we're discussing this can you at least agree to not pursue this fifteen thousand dollars against my client it's causing them a lot of stress they don't even have the money or ability to pay that back right now and so at least stop pursuing this and let's uh let's let's try and resolve all the issues as between us and so i've had this happen many many times where an insurance company is actually insisting and they keep sending this these threatening letters basically suggesting that they're going to sue my client if they don't pay this money back right away and in every single instance as soon as we get involved 
I'm able to at least get the insurance company to stop pursuing that money, at least until these other issues or other ancillary issues are resolved. Savannah, have you seen this as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's not uncommon for insurance companies to you know, use a heavy hand against people, to intimidate people, not just in the context of a repayment, but in various contexts. Like, let's say you're disabled and the insurance company comes and says, we think based on the information you've provided or based on uh, you know, our experts' opinions, our doctors' opinions, that you can go back to work. Uh, and you say, no, I can't, I'm still disabled. Uh, and my doctors agree that I'm still disabled. And the insurance company says, well, if you don't do this, we're gonna cut off your payments. Well, think about that for a second. They're putting you in a spot where they're essentially forcing you or pressuring you to go back to work against medical advice right? It could actually harm you. That's the whole point of it being against medical advice. But again, insurance companies, to Albert's point, use pressure tactics. It's not uncommon and it's in different contexts. They really stop doing that once we get involved. Keep in mind something else, something that John, you and I have spoken about many times. Once mm -hmm. we get involved, Albert, myself, Martin, James, other people on the team, Tamar, we are then the intermediaries, the insurance company is not allowed anymore to speak with you. They must speak with us and only us. The phone calls stop, the emails stop, the letters stop. They must deal with us. So imagine that safe space that you create for yourself by having us represent you when you have that conflict with the insurance company. And again, that is for free. It's for free. Once you retain us, we only get paid if at the end of the day we extract money from the insurance company on your behalf. Then we get a percentage of that. No different than when you sell a house, you pay your real estate agent a percentage. Same kind of thing. They don't sell the house, you don't pay them anything. It's the same idea. But the point is there's no pressure on you and you get to, to have someone who knows what they're doing. In fact, a, you know, a, a legal team, our entire legal team behind you and in front of you against the insurance company pushing back. Guys, to reach out, uh, you know that number, toll-free, 1-855-821-5900 is the way to do that. The website, disabilityrights.ca, and email, which we're going to get to a little later on, help at disabilityrights.ca. I want to mention this as well, free questions and answers about LTD. It's in notation form, very small, very easy to understand. It's like Lego. It's like blocks. Go to ltdfaq.ca. It's exactly what it sounds like, Ltdfaq. .ca anytime you'd like to uh, to use that. Want to get into our topic for the day, guys. We'll start this before we uh, slide into a quick break, and that is the difference between a denial of LTD and a cutoff of benefits and what you should do next. Number one, Savan, uh, difference right off the top between LTD denial and being quote-unquote cut off LTD. What's the diff? So there is a big difference here. The effect is ultimately the same, which is that you're not getting money that's owed to you from your right. insurance company, from your LTD right. insurer. But they are distinct, they are different, and here's how they're different. An LTD denial uh, refers to when you are told that you're not gonna get LTD off the bat. So you're disabled, uh, you, you went to your doctors, you got letters, or they filled in whatever the application is to the insurance company, explaining why it is that you cannot work because of your disability. The insurance company then sends you a letter back explaining why they're denying your claim. They give you this reason or that reason, doesn't matter. The point is they're denying your claim. You've never gotten a cent from them. That's an LTD denial. And we deal with those all the time and we get insurance companies to reverse those or at least to come to the table and negotiate the resolution. So we deal with those kinds of denials all the time. Right. Being cut off LTD is very different. It means you've already been receiving long-term disability payments for a period of time. It could be for a week, a month, a year, 10 years, whatever it is. 
and the insurance company comes back and says, uh, at some point, for what's, whatever reason, we're going to cut off your LTD. Now, John, uh, this is very uh, important as well because some LTD cutoffs happen in the future, meaning you are told in advance that your LTD will be cut off. Mm-hmm. It's not like they give you a call or, or they send you a letter saying, hey, by the way, John, we cut off your LTD last week. We do get those kinds of people, but typically speaking, generally speaking, the insurance company gives you a heads up. They'll tell you in a week, in a month, in a year. I've seen it as far out as a year. They tell you for this reason or that, we are going to cut off your LTD benefits. Now, I know we have to take a break, but I want to come back to this because it's important in yes. terms of what you need to do if you are told your LTD benefits will be cut off. You got it. That is coming on more with Savannah and Albert. Just stick around for uh, for a moment, and we'll be back here on the Friday night edition of the Disability Law Show. In the meantime, toll free, reaching out to the guys and their team, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at disabilityrights.ca. We'll continue. This is the Disability Law Show. Stand by. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. All right, welcome back. Disability Law Show on a Friday night. Thank you so much for stopping by and hanging in with us. Savannah Tamarkin here, Albert Klein as well. And we are dishing out the knowledge when it comes to whether a denial or you've been cut off benefits or asked to, uh, to appeal or anything else under that wide umbrella of LTD uh, that we cover here on a weekly basis. You know, we were talking about at least the topic for the uh, for the evening. Savannah and Martin is the, or uh, Albert rather, the denial of LTD, the cutoff of LTD. You were distinguishing between the two, Savannah, um, the difference between. Continue on with what you were saying, pal. That's right. Just briefly recapping, LTD mm-hmm. denial is when you are denied off the bat. You've applied for long-term disability because you can't work. Your doctors agree you can't work. They've told the insurance company you can't work, and the insurance company, for whatever reason, says, we're not going to pay you. And we deal with those kinds of denials all the time. We get them reversed, or we get the insurance company to the table to talk about resolution of the claim in its entirety. Being cut off LTD means that you've been receiving long-term disability benefits from the insurance company for a period of time before the insurance company says no more. Now, in, in rare circumstances, we get people calling us saying, my LTD was cut off last week. I was ne- you know, never notified about that. Uh, I have no idea what happened. Typically, though, generally speaking, what happens with cutoffs is that you are told in advance, you are given a reason. You're told, look, uh, we believe that you can go back to work in three months. We're going to enroll you in a return to work program. And if you disagree, we're going to cut you off. Or they say, we believe that you know you are reaching the two-year mark. Uh, and we'll talk about the two-year mark in a, bi- in, in, in a bit uh, li- later in the show. Uh, we believe that at that two-year mark, you can do some other occupation. You can get commensurate income. Again, we'll talk what, you know, about what that means. The point is they give you a heads up and they tell you that you will be cut off at some point in the future. You will stop getting LTD benefits. So that's very different than being denied off the bat, but the effect ultimately is the same, which is you're not going to be receiving long-term disability benefits. And that is a major problem if you can't work because you're disabled. If your doctors confirm that you can't work, no money's coming in, you need to know what to do. And again, we deal with both of those scenarios, John, being denied off the bat at the start or being cut off at some point in the future. We've dealt with claims, by the way, where people have been on LTD for 10 years, 15 years, only to have a new adjuster assigned to their file. And that adjuster 
takes a fresh look at the file and concludes that the previous adjuster were wrong or something has changed and now they want to cut you off LTD. And people panic, rightly so. Because what do you do if no money is going to come in? And so we deal with those scenarios, both of them, denials and cutoffs. You know, Albert, there's uh, no question your, your medical team, your doctor, play a huge part in all this. So can your doctor help if you've been either denied or cut off LTD? What do you think? At the end of the day, there's no substitute for you having the support of your doctors or your treatment providers. Otherwise, it's essentially just you arguing on your own behalf and you're self-interested and the insurance company is often going to look at it through that lens. Doctors are great, and by no means is this any knock on doctors, but sometimes they just don't know exactly how to help or how or what to write. I mean, I get calls from doctors all the time asking, how do I help my patients? What should I be writing in these letters? And we're always happy to have these conversations with doctors for free on your behalf, and we're also happy to speak with you about how your doctors can be a little bit more involved and how they can help you get approved or get reapproved for benefits. Here we go. Number three. Cut cut this in, Emily. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a editing nightmare for you, but here we go. Uh, number three point, guys, the difference between denial of LTD and cutoff of benefits. Uh, Savan, when should someone contact a long term disability like you or Albert uh, when a denial or cutoff occurs? At what point? Immediately. Immediately oh. <laughs> you need to contact us. And the reason is very simple. Every day that you don't contact us when you've been denied or when you've been told that you may be cut off benefits let alone that you're going to be cut off benefits. It's a, it's a day you lose having us on your side dealing with the insurance company. So here's what happens during that lost time. Number one, the insurance company just sits back and relaxes while you, you know, your anxiety builds up. Uh, it, the insurance company gets to play with your money essentially because they understand that every day they don't have to pay you. That's money that's owed to you that they can use for their own purposes. And frankly, it means that there's more financial pressure on you. I mean, think about that, Don, uh, uh, John. If you're owed money on a monthly basis and you're not getting that, then you have a mortgage to pay or rent to pay. You have kids, you got to send them to school. There's food issues, all that kind of stuff. And especially now with inflation going wild, I mean, it is tremendously stressful for anyone who's denied or cut off benefits or told that they're going to be cut off. You need to get in touch with us because what's going to happen is we'll have that conversation with you by phone. We're going to explain to you your menu of options. And yes, I mean menu of options because it's just a one thing or that. Uh, we can explain to you what you can do now, what you can do in a month or a year, what the process is, what the costs are, if there are any costs down the road. Again, remember, it's a free conversation. Not only that, but it's, it's actually free to retain us, right? Again, we only get paid if at the end of the day we're able to recover money for you. But if you wait... And many people do, John, when they're told that their LTD will be cut off. They wait. They think that they can deal with the cutoff themselves. They think they can maybe appeal that cutoff decision, hmm. not understanding that, again, the insurance company is playing for time. And what happens is, you know, they think, oh, I'm going to be cut off in three months. That's plenty of time for me to get more medical support, for me to convince the insurance company that they made this, you know, a, a really terrible error, make them see the light. No, they're not interested in seeing any light. They're interested in getting you off claim so they can stop paying you. That's what they're interested in. And so, John, we have people contacting us, not after they've been cut off or denied. We have people contacting us a year later, a year and a half later, and most tragically, over two years yeah. after they've been cut off or denied. And remember, if uh, you have been denied long-term disability or you've been cut off long-term disability, you have two years, generally speaking, from that date to start the legal process to force the insurance company to pay you what you owed. 
Now I say, you know, I explain for you to start the process, but really it's not you starting the process. It's you having your lawyers, your team of lawyers, which can be us as an example, doing it for you. But you need to engage us. You need to give us a call or email us or at least start that conversation. And then we can explain to you the process. Call 1-855-821-5900. That's how you do it. Help at disabilityrights.ca. Or more information can be found uh, simply at ltdfaq.ca. That's uh, free and anonymous, by the way. Speaking of emails, and a timely one as well, with that you were just talking about, uh, Savannah, Cynthia writes in and says, Savannah, do appeals have a deadline? And do appeals usually work even if my MRI reports only changed slightly, i.e. got slightly worse? And should I ask my insurance company if I try to go back to work on a gradual basis and it doesn't work even though I tried? Can I go back on LTD claim even if my insurance company deny my claim after the two-year change of definition date? A couple of questions oh, there's, there. There's a, yeah, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. I'm going to take yep. a stab at this, and I'm sure Albert's going to want to add a few of his thoughts on this. So, you know, let's start from the beginning, Cynthia. You're asking, do appeals have deadlines? It's irrelevant if they have deadlines. Some of them say, yeah, please appeal within 30 days, but it's irrelevant because it's an internal process for the insurance company. And frankly, I don't know that they care that much. So I'm not going to tell you to ignore those deadlines. What I'm going to tell you is don't even go that route in the first place. Why? Because those appeals, because you, in fact, you're asking, this is your second question, do appeals uh, work? Uh, and you're saying in your context, if your MRI report only changed slightly, do they work? That's a great question. That's the billion dollar question. I say billion dollars because I still don't know from insurance companies that haven't released any data as to how many of these appeals are actually successful. I would hazard to guess based on anecdotal evidence, my own experience, Albert's experience, experience of many lawyers that I know that deal in this area of law, that insurance companies rarely, rarely change their position when they deny a claim for long-term disability. Do they sometimes work these appeals? Yes, but sometimes you can, you know, win the lottery. Right? That happens too. The reality is that most of these appeals, again, from our, our own experience and the experience that we've gathered from many people that do this kind of work is that generally these appeals don't work. Whether your MRI report changed slightly or not, whether or not you get a second opinion or not, I've seen many situations where people have thought that maybe they should go to another expert, another specialist, someone else to back up what their own doctor has been saying that they're disabled only for the insurance company to issue another denial and another denial and another denial, frustrating the claimant to such a point where the claimant has given up hope, thinking that there is no way to force the insurance company to do what's right. So I tell people, don't bother appealing. Don't bother to even think about those deadlines for appeals. The one deadline you really do need to be cognizant of is that two-year mark from when you were first denied. You do not want to be in a situation where you were denied LTD or you were cut off LTD over two years ago because once you reach that two-year mark, you are potentially in a situation where the insurance company will take the position that you are barred at law, yeah. meaning that you're not allowed to advance a legal claim. And if it ever goes to a court, the court will strike that down, will basically dismiss your claim. So you want to make sure that you deal with your denial immediately. You don't play around with the insurance company with these appeals. Now you're asking, should I ask my insurance company if I, you know, if I go back to work on a gradual basis and it doesn't work, can I go back on LTD? Well, as it happens, the vast majority of, L of LTD policies that I have seen at least contain what's called a recurrence provision, a recurrence mm -hmm. clause. And what that means is that it, it's a built-in safety net, or at least it's supposed to be a safety net. And what it says is that if you've tried to go back to work and you failed, right? You try and yep. then you, you, you understand that, you know, it was premature. You're not ready. 
and you're unable to work, within a certain period of time, you're able to go back on LTD, on claim, to start getting payments again without waiting the initial elimination period, that 90 days or 120 days or whatever that time period at the beginning of the LTD uh, uh, claim process where you were not getting anything. If you engage that uh, recurrence clause, you should be able to go back on LTD. Of course, that presupposes that the insurance adjuster will agree to that. And we have seen many cases, unfortunately, where people have tried to go back to work legitimately. They've tried their best, and it's been documented by themselves, by their employer, by their doctors, that they're simply unable at that time to go back. So they want to go back on LTD, only for the adjuster saying uh, uh, to say, no, for this reason or that, we don't think that we should be paying you LTD. So they deny that recurrence claim application, let's call it that. And, and so you need to understand that in every one of those scenarios, you have options. The insurance company can simply do willy-nilly what it wants to do. We help with those situations each and every day. Albert has a full caseload. Other lawyers in my office, I mean, this is what we do. We help people with those kinds of denials, with those kinds of unfair practices by insurance companies. Uh, I'm sure that there's a lot more to cover here. So, Albert, if you want to chime in, uh, I'm sure you've had experience with these kind of scenarios too, right? Absolutely. And, I mean, one thing to add here is... These appeal processes are carefully designed by insurance companies, right? And what they want to do is they want to give an air of finality. They want to make the decision feel very final to you, very, feel very official. But interestingly, they're not getting thir third-party independent people to decide whether or not the original decision should have been uh, should have been decided in a different way it all internally so it's still the same people making the same denials and i've actually seen situations where these appeals have gone on so long that someone's actually missed their opportunity to commence a legal claim and as savan said you have that two-year period and it's very important period to remember from the initial date of denial you have two years to commence that legal claim often if you miss that and most times if you miss that you're not going to have any recourse whatsoever and so the insurance companies know this. They're well aware of this two-year period. And so if they can keep you in the appeal process for longer than two years, then you're going to miss out on any recourse you have whatsoever. They also know that the longer that you remain off of work, the more likely it is that you're going to have to return back to work. Because most people don't have a two-year savings fund. Most people haven't put away two, two years worth of savings for that rainy day. Of course not. That makes no sense. And they know that. You know, Savannah, I know we got to wrap up in a minute or two here, but it's, you know, this whole thing with, uh, you know, getting back to work and the recurrence clause and all that stuff and being cut off and being given the heads up that you're going to be cut off. I don't know why people sit back and say, oh, okay, they said six months, I'll buy my, I'll, I, I buy myself some time. I'll, I'll, I'll attack it in six months and worry about it at that point. That's never a good thing to do because it's going to put you back even further to your point, right? 100%. And people think that somehow something will change during that period of time. And nothing yeah. will change. That's the reality. Uh, you can take that risk, but you are risking your own finances, your family's finances. Not to mention that the insurance company during that time is just going to sit back. They're not going to do anything to help you. You think that you have a friend in the, in the, in the adjuster. Uh, but the reality is that the adjuster is working for the insurance company, not for you. I know it may seem like that person may be understanding and nice, and maybe they are. I mean, I have friends who are adjusters. But John, you're absolutely correct. When the insurance company tells you that they're going to cut you off, they will cut you off LTD. Now, every cutoff letter 
email or a phone call is going to end with them suggesting that you appeal. So again, we go back, we circle back to what Albert said, with what I've been saying, and other people in my office have been saying, you can go and try and appeal these decisions. But the reality is that the vast majority of appeals fail, not because people didn't do the right thing, they didn't give the right information, because insurance companies don't actually care about these appeals. They care about keeping the process internal, maintaining control, frustrating you and getting you off claim. That's where we change the equation. When we come in, we help you get the money you deserve. And with that, fellas, we are done for another Friday night. The weekend is here. Go out and enjoy. But anytime you need to reach out uh, for absolutely no pressure, have a conversation with Albert or Savannah, you can do so. one 821 5900 the number, the email we always use right there, help at disabilityrights.ca. And you can always go to ltdfaq.ca for quick, concise, non-legally type of notations about LTD anytime that's free and anonymous. And we'll catch you next time on the Disability Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.